Welcome to Lung Cancer Concert, the podcast of the International Association for the Study of Lung Cancer, a global organization dedicated to research and practice advances in thoracic oncology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud and at islc.org in the newsroom. We are your hosts, Dr. Narjus Flores and Dr. Stephen Liu. Welcome to Lung Cancer Concert. I'm one of your hosts for this special episode. I'm Dr. Narjus Flores, Associate Director of the Cancer Care Equity Program at the Farber Cancer Institute and Assistant Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. And I'm Dr. Stephen Liu, Director of Thoracic Oncology at Georgetown University. I'll be your co-host for this uh, very special episode of Lung Cancer Considered. You know, at the end of 2020, Narjus and I got an email from uh, Mrs. Becky Bunn uh, inviting us to become the new hosts of the IASLC podcast, Lung Cancer Considered. Uh, we started recording our first episodes at December 2020, published our first episode on January 5th of 2021, when we officially introduced ourselves to the audience. That was a quick three years ago. Now, before we continue the conversation about how this podcast has evolved over those three years, uh, let's introduce three other essential members of the Lung Cancer Considered team. Uh, first, is Becky Bunn, Director of Strategic Initiatives at IASLC, former podcast director, former communications committee leader. Welcome, Becky. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Narjus. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. And I would like to introduce Mr. Chris Martin, ISLC Media Relations Consultant and VP uh, and partner at the Davis James Group. Welcome, Chris, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Our newer addition to the LCC team, Ms. Laura Woodruff, is like education specialist. Welcome, Laura, to the podcast uh, for the first time on the other side. Thank you, Stephen and Arjuice, for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. We are so lucky to have all of you and this team, as well as our amazing producer that's right behind the scenes as we record this episode. Becky, let's bring everybody back to memory lane. Um, and day back when lung cancer considered first started, who was the host then? And how the idea of having an ISLC dedicated podcast come to fruition? Thanks, Narjust. I know I'm trying to remember back. So uh, Chris was working with the ISLC as a PR consultant, and he and I would have regular conversations taking a look at what was happening in the market, taking a look at how ISLC could be kind of cutting edge and making sure we were covering all aspects of communications and getting the important things happening at the ISLC and in the field out to as many people as we could. So podcasts kept coming up and we kept talking about it, but you know, new technology, new things are take a little longer to come to fruition than you might like. Um, but we were fortunate then to run into Dr. Jack West who a longtime ISLC member, huge uh, person in the field of lung cancer. And he was actually already doing his own podcast as well as a podcast for the New England Journal. And so we approached him and had the idea of trying it. And so we kind of informally just had this idea and worked together to put together a podcast starting in April of 2019. We knew we needed a regular schedule, and so our goal was to release two new podcasts a month. And Jack was great because he had the technology, he had the know-how, and we all worked together to brainstorm topic ideas and, and build this together. That first uh, episode, Becky, I don't know if you remember, April 15th, 
2019. I was the first guest. I was just looking back over my notes and remembering that, Stephen. It, um, it was all meant to be, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think Jack had like 20, 30 podcasts going at the time. And uh, me and Christine recorded that at TTLC. And yeah, it was the first time I'd been a guest on a podcast. And then, uh, you know, three years ago was the first time I'd been a host it's, on a podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had met before um, just through World Lung and, and different ISLAC endeavors. But Chris, I think the first time we met was through the podcast. When did you join the podcast? And maybe you can describe what your role is here. Sure. So as Becky intimated, uh, she and I have talked uh, frequently about ISLC marketing, communications, and PR. And going back to 2016 and 17, we we had discussed the idea of a podcast and brought it back again in 2019. The first couple of times we suggested it, the time just wasn't right. And we had a little bit of um, a happy coincidence when Jack emerged. And the idea of the podcast sort of resurfaced at that time. And it was a nice intersection and everything kind of came together and took off pretty quickly um, at that point. So we were fortunate to be uh, presenting a nice idea at the right time for ISLC and it's grown potentially since then. I think it would be very hard to do what we do without all of you. I think a lot of audiences, Stephen and I, but Honestly, we continue to learn from all of you every day. And as I say that, we have a wonderful new addition to the team, and that's Lara. Um, Lara, can you share with us how, you know, you joined the team and what you have learned from joining this this team, the good and the bad? We're here to learn from that. (laughs) Thank you, Nardus, for the question. Uh, I did join the team six months ago, and I've been so impressed with the quality of the podcast and the dedication of you both, Narjus and Steven, and the whole team. I absolutely love podcasts. They are an integral part of my daily and weekly routine with news podcasts, inspiring and educational podcasts. And now um, I've added Lung Cancer Considered. So not only do I listen, but I love to be behind the scenes. And really during our podcast recordings, I have thoroughly enjoyed experiencing this engagement with the hosts and the guests. It's so energizing and the excitement um, of the participants is just palpable. So I've learned so much and uh, thanks for the warm welcome. And it's just an honor to support the team. So now that we, we've gone through the, the main team to our audience, I also want to mention our, our lead producer and the production team that we've collaborated with for the past three years. Uh, Mr. Doug Sandler, Strickland Bonner, and Ashley McCatherine from Turnkey Podcast. I certainly couldn't do without them. They've they've made me uh, a little more of an expert on on how to work microphones and a little bit of IT, but certainly need their help pretty much every episode. Uh, Narjust, it's been three years. Uh, we've done a lot of podcasts together and on our own. What's what's your favorite part about this podcast? Before I say that, I have to agree with you, Stephen. I didn't know about microphones. I didn't know about recording in different tracks. And it has it was a very steep learning curve. And I continue to learn. Um, I think there's two things that I love about the podcast. One is to have the opportunity to meet people, even despite geographic uh, distances. We're able to bring guests from all across the globe to learn about the research. We're also able to bring patient advocates and to learn about their experience. So able to learn from so many different humans has been something that I truly appreciate 
how they see the disease, cultural differences, and um, just another brain to pick. And I think my second favorite thing about the podcast is, to be honest, to have the opportunity to work with you, Stephen. I continue to learn from you. You're like a text away. Um, And I do believe my accent has improved. So I started working with all of you and I'm speaking slowly or slower, no slowly, slower, <laughs> which is a good improvement for this Latina who was very insecure of her accent when she started recording this podcast three years ago. All right, back at you. It's been a pleasure working with you through, through all these podcasts. All right. So we're going to talk to the OG, which is Becky. <laughs> Becky. How have you seen the podcast evolve over the last three years? Uh, where to start with this one? Um, my favorite thing about the podcast is that I think it represents the best of the ISLC. The, we have always been a global multidisciplinary society. And what I observe is that the connection amongst our members is not only good for everyone's soul, but it's good for the research, it's good for the field. And I think that this podcast does reflect the best of that. Like you said, Narjust, we bring together people who might not have a chance to talk or to meet or to have this discussion and watching the engagement and the act- interaction among the, the participants and you too as the hosts on the podcast is just it's only grown over time. And so, you know, we started, like I said, from two podcasts a month. So we'd have about 24 podcasts in our first couple of years. Last year, we had 59 podcasts. Our original podcast would start with one, maybe two guests. As we've progressed, we really make a conscious effort to have people representing different countries, different specialties, um, to be as diverse as possible. And so last year we had 12 podcasts that were in a language other than English. So the diversity of the people we can reach, the content, our listenership, um, our first couple of years, we were just getting our name out there. And so we had about 250 listens per podcast, which we thought was pretty phenomenal. Now we are at least over a thousand. It's not unusual to see 1500 listens to each podcast. Uh, we weren't on Spotify. We've been added to Spotify now. So I think the reach, the diversity, and the um, friendships and connections through the podcast have only grown over the last three years. It's been kind of a crazy three years, too. I mean, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. And so it was a nice way to connect with people. And we weren't really able to do that physically as much as we had in the past. And I, I agree with what both of you had said. I think my favorite parts were I actually really enjoy the planning meetings, just sort of hearing about the ideas that we have for different episodes and thinking about different guests. But I agree with both of you, just a chance to connect. It's really a privilege just to hear the perspective of our colleagues. And he's like, is full of so many wonderful personalities, kind people, and, and just really hearing their, their discussions, education perspective. It's, it's been uh, such a, such a blast, but there, there certainly are challenges. So maybe we, we can, as a group, go through some of the challenges that the podcast has faced over the past three years. And and I'm happy to start. I think that my biggest challenge is trying to figure out time zones. And I think there was one time where like it was daylight savings or something. And some countries don't observe daylight savings. Some do. And people were just tuning in at all different times. Time zones really are just the, 
the, the bane of my existence so hard. Chris, anything else jump to mind? That's probably one of my biggest ones. I think the, the, the nice thing is if you're going to be intentional about reaching an international audience, you're going to have to figure that out and work it out. You have to expand your day. Um, there's no nine to five with the podcast. We, we, we do regular podcasts at 4 a.m. We have one tonight at 8.30 p.m. Central. Um, so you really have to expand your day to meet meet the the members where they are, the time zones they are. And yeah, I, I've had the same ch- challenge with time zones. And I found out, like as the podcast was beginning a few months ago, that one of the Middle Eastern podcast time zones changed like the week before. It's like, well, I'm glad everyone got here together. I was, we were just fortunate, really. Laura, what about you? What have you seen in terms of, of early challenges to coordinating the podcast? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges uh, is we have so much content. Uh, how do we get to it all? And Stephen, you mentioned, you know, our monthly planning meetings is, um, you know, it's really integral in prioritizing and selecting the critical content, weeding through everything and how to get it scheduled. And, and then, Throw on top of that three FDA approvals in the last two months. So um, I think it's content. That's a, a big one for sure. Um, but it's a good problem. I mean, there's a lot happening. Yeah. So it's good that we have a lot to talk about. Um, Narjus, have, have you seen any new challenges as these three years have passed? Well, I have to say, unlike the student who's in the circle and is the last person in the circle, and everybody has said the answers that she was or he or they thinking about. So that's exactly, I was gonna go for time sums, and then you said, and then Laura say content. <laughs> but at the end of the circle, right, student, I need to come up with an idea. And I think one of the challenges that has come is about timing. We really wanna release content in the appropriate time, but that is sometimes like planning a wedding every time we have, Yes, we have on a schedule, we have the different time zones. So timing, I think, is like, oh, we need to hurry up and make sure this is done before the approval or with in the same interval or the meeting. But I actually like the challenge because it's like, oh, you know, let's get on and do it. And what is very, very amazing is that many of our guests understand the urgency when it's a pending FD approval or meeting that just ended and they jump in the wagon wheels it's like yeah we can do it and i think another challenge is now that we're doing these podcasts in person at our conference is always like let's grab the people so like going to meetings and grabbing people's like this is time for podcasts um i don't know if it's a challenge but i think it's very entertaining entertaining it's just like finding your friends to bring into the podcast room i think i think it's a huge challenge and uh, we can just publicly say guests don't get paid for, for coming on. They're just sort of donating their time. And, you know, everyone's so busy, it's really hard to, to schedule things. But um, I think that everyone we've asked has been very happy to, to help and been so generous with their time. I think that's been really refreshing. That is true. And we have guests that have returned uh, in several occasions, just donating their time. And I don't know, there is no enough words to be thankful to them. And allows people to listen to their perspective as they just came down from the stage, right? When you're in the stage, you're just talking about the data, but it allows them to like cool down and share the data with their own words. And we're very thankful. So Steven, I have uh, several questions for you. First is watch your colleagues listen to the podcast. And in your opinion, 
what is the best time for somebody to dig into an episode in the morning, right after the episode was published? What do you think? Oh, I mean, good questions. I mean, why, why should people listen? I think that um, there's so much to learn. Things move so quickly. And while we all can read the papers or we can listen to the presentations, I think getting people's reactions to things, getting perspectives, is such a valuable part. Uh, that was really one of the big advantages of going to in-person conferences. But we don't always have the, the luxury to be sitting right next to Ben Solomon or Solange Peters and to try to get their initial feedback. So to have them as guests and really give their take, have them summarize the data, what are the unanswered questions, the unmet needs, what are the flaws in the study, what do they like, what don't they like? It's so valuable to get that perspective. And I think it's it's useful to listen to it as it comes out, but also sort of as it's relevant. And so you know, I'm, I'm a clinician, and so if I'm seeing someone with a KRAS mutant lung cancer, maybe I'll go back and, and listen to uh, you know Tetsuya's initial talk on the science of KRAS while I'm driving into work or uh, Melissa Johnson and Nando Scalita sort of go over some of the recent data just as a refresher so I can maybe impress the fellows by knowing the exact hazard ratios uh, <laughs> as we come in. And, and so I think that having that as a, a resource, an educational resource, but I don't think there's a bad time to to, to listen. Narjus, when, when do you think is a good time to listen? I do listen to the podcast where I'm walking in the beach. Uh, there's something about your voice, Stephen, that relaxes me with the waves. Uh, and then it helps me, you know, be prepared for the fellows. And something to add to, I think is a very good educational tool for fellows. When I have fellows in my clinic and say, hey, you should listen to these podcasts about this. And I think a lot of them enjoy it because it's different than another PowerPoint we are Kaplan Mayor. Uh, Becky, Laura, as you mentioned, we, we've seen the listenership go up quite a bit, which is which is great. And there's so many uh, more uh, topics to discuss. Uh, Becky, Laura, what are, we, what are we doing to increase the reach of the podcast? It's a great question, Stephen. Thanks. I'll start. So I think it's important for the guests to know that we have so much data on the podcast. We have been tracking since our first podcast in 2019. So we have the name, the date, the topic, the guests. Um, and we have monthly meetings where this group of us get together and there's such good brainstorming meetings where we talk about what have we heard, what's coming up, what got presented recently, um, who's working in what country, who's who recently published a paper on what topic. And so we we and then we use that data. We look back and we see how many people listen to each episode. We look at what countries our listenership came from. And so we use that data to inform our future podcasts. And we have this podcast tracker that I'm very proud of that has evolved over the years, but really to help us manage all this data and help us make sure that we have a list of potential upcoming guests when we hear somebody speak or see something that we think should be covered. Um, this is a great chance for me to invite the listeners. If you have a topic idea or have someone in mind that would be a great participant, don't hesitate to send those to us. We also monitor the field and initially our, this podcast wasn't available on Spotify. And actually it was my daughter saying, why aren't you on Spotify? Everyone listens to podcasts on Spotify. And, and I said, you know, we've been talking about it. Let's figure it out. And so together we figured out how to get the podcast on Spotify. Um, so it's just been such a really nice team effort where we listen to each other, we monitor what's going on, and then we, we try and we implement new ideas to try to increase our reach and the appeal of the podcast. Laura, what, what else do we have planned? 
Yeah, to increase the global reach and support the association's international focus, we will continue to curate episodes in world languages. Um, in 2023, we released 12 podcasts in other world languages, and we're off to a great start in 2024. Um, ISLC is also working to get a foothold in other countries, for example, in China with WeChat and exploring opportunities to promote uh, the podcast on the app. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just take a second to to thank the other hosts. I mean, we, we certainly are very appreciative of the guests, but we ask a lot of the hosts too. And uh, they, they've done such a great job in, in different languages. Uh, Narjust, obviously doing the, the Spanish episodes. Those are very important, very popular. Uh, our colleague Alfredo Adeo doing both French and Italian episodes. Uh, we have Dr. Chun Xia Su doing Mandarin Chinese, Sally Lau doing Cantonese, uh, Yanis Mantuis doing Greek. We have uh, my colleague Chul Kim doing Korean, Misako Nagasaka doing Japanese, Anna Rona in Polish, Nagla Karim in Arabic, Lisa Hendricks in Dutch, uh, Clarissa Matthias and, and Tiziana Leo both doing Portuguese, Balaj Halmos in Hungarian, and Akash Desai in, in Hindi, uh, and, and, and more, and more coming. And so, uh, you know, really appreciative of the hosts for, for all the, the, the work they're doing to bring these episodes to more of a global audience. And Stephen, I just want to jump in um, to add thanks to those hosts and to the, all the participants, because it really is the passion of our members and those guest hosts who dedicate their time. And I also, I would be remiss to not to thank you and Narjust here, because you're right that I came to you. Um, we had worked together on the communications committee. I had seen the two of you, observed you at different meetings, and your passion, your knowledge, your engagement with others, your creativity. Um, I had no idea that the two of you would build this podcast into what it is today. And um, so much of the credit goes to you too, the way you connect with people, understand and bring your perspective to the podcast is just really amazing. So I just want to make sure I get that plug in here too. Oh, thanks, Becky. And it's, I think that Narjus and I have gotten to know each other really well doing doing this podcast and can really uh, sort of feed off each other uh, pretty easily now. Definitely. So that explains when I felt like somebody was looking at me in a meeting. I had a sense. <laughs> you can <laughs> feel was, it. <laughs> you can feel it right behind me. I knew that something was happening. <laughs> all right. So to all of you, I have the most controversial question for this episode. And is what is your favorite episode and why? I will start with Chris. Well, you know that it's got to be the uh, the sexual health uh, podcast because I know you like to make me blush and call me out. So I, I always look forward to those. I always like I like the podcasts that are tied to World Conference because that's such a big part of it. And that presentation that you gave um, last year was really important. And um, I think it, it tied together with the podcast so nicely. And I think it helped make you even more ascendant than you than you were at the time. So that that was great where we can tie in the podcast with um, individual members, um, success and, and and progress. Thank you so much. And thank you for embracing us saying the word vagina and another podcast yet. I couldn't lose the opportunity after that. <laughs> it's one of the few times I can actually say it safely. <laughs> Becky, which is your favorite episode and why? So it's so different to be on the podcast recordings as they're happening, 
because you're listening to it, but you're thinking of all the logistics too. And so um, it's, I really enjoy it when I also listen to the podcast when I'm on a walk or driving. And I, the one that stands out to me, I love them all. I love the engagement. I love learning more. Um, but I remember the ADC podcast because I went into it thinking, I am going to have no idea what is being talked about here. But the way that that podcast was presented was just so... Um, it just reached the audience so well. It was both scientific, but also understandable. And so that one just stands out in my mind as a really exemplary podcast. That was the ADC episode of Ben Levy and Becca Heist? Exactly. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a good one in the new technology. And yeah, um, I, I think that my own favorite, uh, you know, I, I also like all of them as well. And certainly it's great just sort of talking with friends, but maybe I'll give, maybe I'll give two if it's okay. <laughs> I would, Two that, that stand out to me. One was uh, Tom John, TJ, when he came oh, on yeah. and sort of talked about sort of, uh, you know, his career and the path he'd taken and how Islam had helped with that and his career as a, a translational investigator, his, his journey through the lung cancer field in Australia. And then he played for us a song off his yet-to-be-released album. He did this acoustic version of, of Fallen, which I really, which I think is actually better than the album version. And so I really enjoyed that. And I think the second one, a close second is is the, the Tony Mock episode where he talked about iPass and these seminal trial episodes where we talk about the history and sort of the, the major trials that have shaped the field. I think that's, that was really eye-opening to understand how he got involved in targeted therapy, how those trials developed, everything that had to go right to really bring that, that study to fruition and all the, the, the stories that he gave of, of his own career. Uh, such an interesting uh, storyteller. And I, I really enjoyed that episode. And Lara, we're not going to make you accountable for the episodes before you join. But if you want to go back in history, you can. But which one is your favorite episode and why? Oh, it's hard to pick my favorite because I do love them all. And, and being on the recordings is so much fun. Um, I really, I think I really love the episodes in World Languages. While I don't, unfortunately, I do not understand them all, I get to see the outline in English ahead of time. And I love listening to the languages and I love working, knowing that we're working with leaders in the field of lung cancer across the world and, and reaching other physicians and patient advocates across the world. Now, Juice, what about, what about you? What, what was your favorite episode? Oops, I thought I was going <laughs> to get away by asking the question. <laughs> I, I'm going to say two. One of my favorite episodes is with Dr. Balash Hamas. It was very early during the podcast, but it was like I was interviewing Steve Martin. Um, it was great to see somebody who have a career pathway that he has followed with great discovery, but also being somebody who's his true self, not only in social media, but as a human. So it was very good to learn. And my second favorite episode is our first episode, Stephen, in 2020 that we recorded and it was released in 2021 because it was like, I go, I went back and listened to it today before we recorded this. And it was, we were follow ideas and getting to know each other. I was follow incomplete sentences. So it was, it's a good example how, how we have evolved. I think it's always going to be a special episode to me. I was in Wisconsin at the time and there was so much snow when we were recording. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's look ahead as a, as a group. And, you know, when we think of uh, the next one year, the next three years, 
Uh, what's the, what's the future of, of this podcast? And uh, Narjus, we'll start with you. I think the future is we're going to continue to evolve and we're going to continue to provide very up-to-date information about thoracic oncology worldwide. I think we are using technology to increase the reach. We are creating more inclusive episodes. Not only with language, we're also bringing uh, stakeholders for all across the globe. And I think we're going to continue doing that not only in year one, but also year three and beyond. Yeah, Laura, what do you think? What are what are our goals for the the short term? Yeah, great question. Thank you. All right, I think our short term and long term goals will be to expand and build upon the podcast strengths, uh, to expand global reach with hosts, guests, and episodes in countries across the world, to facilitate this multi multidisciplinary approach to treating thoracic malignancies, and to enhance listener engagement. Uh, refer a friend, like it on your podcast platform, and reach out with ideas for topics and guests. Becky, any uh, strategic initiatives that come to mind? I just think that the podcast does such a good job, like I said earlier, of representing all the values of the ISLC and being inclusive. And so we have led the field. You know, it can be hard when you're a global and multidisciplinary society to include everyone. It can be hard to include other languages. But the podcast has really led the way in doing that and figuring out ways to use new technology, to be innovative, to be inclusive. And I'd love to see the podcast continue to do that and to grow perhaps their synergies with other committees, with the new LMS learning management system within the ISLC, um, to use podcasts to broaden the reach of the LMS. And so continuing to stay at that forefront and um, just reiterate what Narjust and Laura said as well, to continue to reach and be inclusive. And Chris, what about you? I've always wanted to expand the podcast into video. It's a natural progression. It's not easy to execute that, but I'm taking advantage of the powerful search engine that's YouTube and Google will really um, help vault the uh, the podcast into sort of a new stratosphere. And I think it's doable. The question is, does it make sense, and can we can we execute it? Um, it's not it's not a, a it's not a simple next step, but I think it can be done and it will help the podcast and the association um, gain a lot more traction. Chris, I think that's a great idea. The only struggle is then I have to do my hair then <laughs> instead <laughs> of just be hired behind the microphone. Yeah, there's 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 some barriers to it for sure. But um, I think that's the sort of the natural next step. I've always thought about it. Um, video is the way to go on social media and the internet. It helps with SEO and, and really makes your profile on the internet much more um, searchable and accessible to people all around the world. That is true. And in some videos, sometimes we're able to put captions so people that may have limited hearing may be able to listen in a way in which they can follow the captions through the video. So that's a wonderful idea. Um, I will get my hair done, Chris. I Me too. Me too. <laughs> so um, as we move to our, our next questions, uh, this question is to Chris and Stephen. Where can our audience learn about new episodes? And also, can our audience suggest new ideas for future podcasts? I will start with Stephen and then Chris. Yeah, absolutely. I think the easiest thing is to, to just grab us. I mean, if, if there's an ISLAC meeting, uh, probably one of us, either Narjus or myself, will be there. Um, or if you see Becky or Laura or Chris, just grab us and you know tell us what, what the idea is. We'd love to, to hear different perspectives. If there are different languages, I mean, one of my goals is really to have 
every language represented. I don't know if we can, but we, we would love to do that. So if there are ideas, just grab us in person when you see us, an email, um, you know, reply on, on social media. There's there's lots of different ways to reach us. I think we're, we're pretty accessible, but we'd love to sort of sort of hear what, what people are, are waiting to listen to and, and what questions remain unanswered and, and we can spark some, some nice discussions. Chris, uh, how can, well, at the end of this, we can link to your personal cell phone as well. We'll, we'll put that on this. But uh, Yeah, of course. It's, it's very public anyway, so I don't mind. Um, yeah, I think social media is the big one. And I, I think if I go back in to a point that was raised earlier in the podcast about, you know, why, why the podcast has become so popular, um, we, we can't, we can't overlook the popularity and the power of social media and to have two hosts like you two so engaged on social media with a broad network and then committed to promoting the podcast and being responsive. Um, that's, that's really made it great. Um, other podcasts I'm familiar with, the hosts aren't as engaged as you two and, and the results can sometimes show that. But I think if, if someone has an idea for a podcast, they can, they can just go to the, Twitter or X account for ISLC and, and send a direct message to the Rod who uh, ma- manages the, the X account and he'll submit it to uh, us on our Wednesday marketing call at noon every day, so every week. So um, we'll definitely take it under advisement and then thread it into planning call. So it's been been good to catch up. Maybe uh, uh, parting thoughts or additional comments from, from, from the team. Maybe we'll start with you, Becky. Sure. Um, Again, I just want to say thank you. Working on this podcast has certainly been a highlight of my professional and personal career. And um, especially as we tried to figure out how we were going to do this in the COVID-19 era, um, I think that it was the perfect format uh, we recorded on Zoom and being able to have that connection and maintain that connection throughout COVID-19 and now is has been really amazing. So I want to thank you all. I want to encourage our audience, do listen, do share the podcast with your friends, engage with us on social media. And thank you to all our loyal listeners who have do listen time after time. We couldn't do it without you as well. Absolutely agree. Well said, Laura, last thoughts. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephen and Archuse, for your dedication and your passion to the podcast. Um, and I, it's just an honor and a pleasure to get to work with you. Chris, anything else to add? In a digital marketing world, content is king and podcast and videos are the, the, the best content associations could can offer. And this podcast is showing that. So keep it up and looking forward to the future. Yeah, I mean, these, these past three years have gone very quickly. It's been so fun. And, you know, thanks to to the three of you and to you, Narjuice, for flexibility, inspiration. It's been so great to work with all of you, Narjuice. I learned so much from you. Uh, you make it so fun. Uh, thanks for for you know, doing this this with me. It's really been a privilege. And uh, I'm going to give you the last word. I want to thank everybody for laughing to my quirky jokes over the last three years. I think they have gone better over time and more, you know, the delivery is improving. But it has been a great journey and I wouldn't change it for the world. I went to very challenging life situations and the podcast was here. I remember being in the ICU and texting Becky and Steven like, I don't think I can do the podcast tonight. And you guys immediately called me. So more than a podcast, this is a family. And we're doing this for a bigger, bigger objective, which is to share knowledge and to bring people to the table that otherwise may not have the opportunity to share the research. So... 
With that, I would like to thank everyone for listening to Lung Cancer Considered, not only today, but for the last three years. Lung Cancer Considered, the official ISLC podcast, and I hope you will tune in on the first and third week, so every month, to give us a listen. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Lung Cancer Considered. You can find all our podcasts on our website, islc.org, in our newsroom, or on SoundCloud. Please take a moment to rank, like, write comments, and share your favorite episodes with your colleagues. 